Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Park Rush podcast. This is a theme park podcast. No, Tom this week is still uh, very much enjoying himself over in good old US of A uh, in Florida, hitting up Disney World and Universal. Um, so it's just me this week, and I thought as we are coming up on our five year anniversary, I would kind of do what Disney does uh, and celebrate it for. A longer period of time, you, you know, Disney celebrates its anniversaries for a year. Uh, I can be bothered, so uh, we're just doing a month or three weeks, I guess, by this point. Um, and I thought we'd go back and visit the very first episode of the Park Rush podcast all the way back in 2018 uh, and see how things, you know, the news back then and if those things came to fruition or whether uh, we're still waiting on those things and oh dear uh it's, i guess you could argue it's been a waste of five years to be honest we're still talking about the exact same things back then as we are now um you know some things have kind of died in the news because the projects have died other things uh keep cropping up occasionally in different guises um but we move regardless um so, the first topic of that episode, episode one, uh, was actually Indiana Jones and a rumoured uh, new area coming to Hollywood Studios that would be this kind of whole Indiana Jones-themed land, uh, kind of back behind and including where the stunt show is now at MGM. Uh, so, the, the rumour insisted of uh, the ride... The, the show going and being replaced by uh, a version of the Indiana Jones ride in California, that coming over to MGM, and also a copy of the Indiana Jones ride in Paris coming over to MGM as well. Uh, suffice to say, none of that has come to fruition. However, as we heard from the recent D23 event, uh, there might be coming to Animal Kingdom instead as part of this sort of South America land taking over Dino Land USA. Uh, in there, the current dinosaur ride would become an Indiana Jones ride. Uh, you'd also have um, an Encanto section in there as well. Um, so the plans kind of live on five years later, but still a new guise. And that guise is sort of very, very early stages, as we've discussed before. Um... And definitely not uh, at all finalised or definitely happening um, yet. Uh, and if you want to hear more, go back and listen to our D23 episode where we discuss that a bit more. Um, however, for now, let's go back in time and listen to Tom and myself discuss Indiana Jones at Hollywood Studios. <laughs> We have a report here, and I don't know if you want to pull it up just so we could source it properly while we're here, but some sort of speculation that, of course, much of the focus in terms of um, Disney utilising Lucasfilm property at their parks has been on Star Wars, uh, understandably so. But I, I guess one of the sort of long-running partnerships that Disney had with Lucas um, is actually Indiana Jones. And yeah. they've had this stunt show um, at uh, 
the park formerly known as MGM for as long as I can remember. Oh. Yeah, I know. I still call it MGM. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, Who but, doesn't? I mean, there's talk that it's not even going to be Hollywood Studios no. for much longer. I've heard uh, Cinemagic might be in the office. Cinemagic. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, there's so there's a an article that I think it's from Orlando Weekly. Is that is that right? Originally. Uh, yes. Um, about Disney trying to sort of make a bigger home for Indiana Jones at the parks. At uh, Orlando specifically. Right. Because, uh, as we know, there is a Paris ride. Yes. The Temple of Peril, is it? Or... Yeah. Yeah. Le Temple de Peril or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Good good French. Nice, thanks. Uh, <laughs> Brexit. Indeed. Uh, and then you got, uh, is it? California, you have a ride that is similar to Dinosaur. Okay. Uh, Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Uh, and I believe there's one in Shanghai, maybe as well. Or Tokyo is also one of those two has got an Indiana Jones ride. Right. Yeah. Um, but in terms of Florida, it's just the show, correct? Just the stunt show, At yeah. MGM, yeah. Which has been long rumoured like it's going to go. Yeah. And it's still there. And I'm glad it is. I think it's yeah. you know, been for a couple of years. But it, as, it as far as I'm concerned, it still holds up. It was one of the things that was in the offing for um, to be gone when Star Wars came in. That part of that land was going to be used for Star Wars. Right. And then people were like, "You can't get rid of Indiana Jones." No. Indiana Jones is great. It, it, indeed, it is. Um, and so, that, yeah, that's how it's been retained. You know. Right. So, th- this report about potentially an Indiana Jones land is this going to be at Hollywood Studios and sort of branch out from that show environment, or, or is this somewhere else? Uh, so this is uh, at Hollywood Studios, mm. um, or whatever it will be known as, and it's taking over some of Echo Lake okay. area, which is the lake outside of the Indiana Jones stunt show. Yeah. Uh, and also taking up the land where the stunt show is. Oh, okay. So that'll be gone. Oh, so they're going to get rid of the stunt show yeah. as part of this. Interesting. Um, and then they will take over some of the backstage area as well that's behind the stunt show uh, to form... This new Indiana Jones land, huh? Um, so I would have thought they would have done it like they did, like they're doing with Star Wars, and also like they've done with Toy Story, which is they've had, a, they've got an existing attraction, and they just build around that. Well, so that's the room. Then there's another part of this rumor time. Oh right, where Star Tours might go. Really? Yeah, uh, and huh. part, and that land eventually would also be used as part of Indiana Jones. Hmm. Uh, and the Star Tours ride might move elsewhere. Oh, so there'll still be Star Tours. Yeah, that's that's still a great ride. Yeah, and and purely from like a business standpoint, which is you know a big part of how these decisions get made. Obviously, it's not just that they want people to have fun. Um, alas, it's about that De Niro. Indeed, it is that Robert. And, and it and it feels like Star Tours is almost uh, is almost as much as as it is a good ride. It's also a good marketing tool for Disney because it seems like that new version has been designed for like new. Films, for yeah, like, and they, they can just do a new scene, slotted straight in yeah. there, and um, you know, one one would expect uh, you know an episode nine uh, inspired story to become part of Star Tours Absolutely. eventually. So to get rid of that ride would seem strange. Yeah, uh, so that's that's one of the the two ideas. Um, I can scroll down on this article here. So I mean, you guys at home or we're on the train wherever you are, listen to this lovely podcast. Can't see this, but. Uh, so this building here is a uh, is the Star Tours building. So we're looking at the Star Tours building. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and next to that, so this is the Indiana Jones 
stunt show. Yeah. This is like the canteen. There's like a canteen area here. Right. Um, so that'll all, all of this will turn into Indiana Jones. Yeah. Uh, and then potentially this bit as well. Right. Because if you notice, this uh, Star Tours isn't anywhere near Galaxy's Edge. Huh. Uh, is it not? No, you've got um, Muppet Vision 3D. And, uh, oh, see, I didn't know that, so I, that does, I guess, change things a little bit. Because obviously, I, I mean, I haven't been back since, but um, Midway Mania is is actually part of the Pixar land now, right? Like the yes. Toy Story land. It, it's, it yeah, so they built the rest of Toy Story land behind Midway Mania. Right, and changed the entrance point, isn't it? Yeah, they right? spun the entrance point around the back side of the building. Okay. Um, um, oh, right. So, yeah, I guess if Star Tours is completely cut off from Galaxy's Edge, that, that is a little odd. And maybe that would make some sense if they were going to move that. Yeah. But I get, yeah, I suppose, I mean, that park has been a bit of a building site for a, a while now. And then they say, oh, and now we're doing Indiana Jones. I don't know. Will, will people who maybe go there regularly feel like uh, this is still a building site? It's, you know, I thought we maybe this park could settle down for a bit here now. Or, I don't know. Well, no, that's the thing, you know. Um, it's, it's that sort of part of the park isn't really used that much. It's more of a thoroughfare, or it will be used as quite a big thoroughfare into Galaxy's Edge. Mm. And what they want to then do is take away some of the people from Galaxy's Edge into another land. Um, so it's not... Because eventually you're going to not be able to get into Galaxy's Edge because everyone's going to want to go there. Yeah. So they need somewhere else for these people to go. Right. Um, and the stunt show happening four times a day isn't really taking up enough capacity. Sure. To Whereas an on, you know a couple of ongoing rides... Yeah. Um, so, as part of that, if you include Star Tours mm. in this plan, it's 10 acres or 41,000 square uh, metres right. um, of land that will be taken for this Indiana Jones land. Mm. Uh, and in there will be a couple of rides. Okay. Um, so, you've got uh, a recreation of the Indiana Jones ride uh, in California. Right. Which is sort of like Dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Is there much story to it? Because obviously the the ride in Paris is the only one I'm familiar with. Yeah, and that's that could be anything really. I mean, they don't even play the music no, at true. any point, even it's, in the queue. Um, it's a lot more like Dinosaur. There's there's a bit of a story to it. You're going into a temple. Yeah, uh, you're in one of them. You're in like a jeep. You're in a giant hat. You're in a big jeep. Oh, okay. yeah. Nah. Uh, and you're you're you know there's blow darts going around you and. Snakes and right. why's it got to be snakes? Why does it have to be snakes? Um, yeah, it's must be really good. Huh? Okay. So I, I I've always wanted it to come to Orlando, right? Um, but no, not yet. Anyway, uh, and then also um, two uh, Pin Ferrari TL fifty nine looping coasters for you roller coaster nerds out there. Okay, can you contextualise that for me? Is that what, yeah? What a... so that ride uh, in Disneyland? Yeah, uh, the Indiana Jones Temple of Peril. Yeah. That is uh, Pin Ferrari TL59 Looping Coaster. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so one of those. Yeah. Or two of those. Two of those. So when the one in Paris was originally designed, there was meant to be two of them running side by side. Oh, right. So this isn't going to be two rides. It's going to be one ride with two tracks, like a Dueling Dragons type situation. Uh, similar, yeah. So it's two different track layouts. Right. Um, next to each other. Okay. Uh, yeah, and they sort of, I guess, sort of dual uh, a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was the original plan for Paris. They didn't have enough money. Right. So uh, they only did the one, and then it was really busy when it first opened, and everyone was like, oh, we should build the other one. And I was like, ah, no, still haven't got enough money, sorry. Mm. Um, 
I guess the thing is, though, I mean, whether I like that, I mean, to everyone, really, Indiana Jones is Harrison Ford. So just making, like, a ride that's like, you know, oh, uh, this is meant to be, you know, we've done it up to look like a temple that Indiana Jones might explore. I mean, to me, that's not Indiana Jones. That's just a temple. Yeah. You know, like, you need... I feel like these rides need a bit more character to them to really make take advantage of the fact that this is Indiana Jones and not just some generic, like... Because, you know... Adventureland at Magic Kingdom. If you, they could slap, they could change the name of that to Indiana Jones Land and be like, "Look, it's a jungle." And it's yeah. like where Indiana Jones might hang out. I was like, "Yeah, sure, I guess." But and that's kind of how I feel about that that ride at Disneyland Paris. Is this could be anything really? Yeah, the, 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 even the trains aren't really themed. No, exactly. They need to be like minecarts from like the Temple of Doom or something. Yeah, yeah. Or and then even the queue area. I mean, I, I, I'm sure there is a, probably a fedora line around there, but I can't really remember. Well, that and, was, was quite in and out of that queue, weren't we? Yeah, wasn't I suppose. Long. Um, I mean, they've got this film coming out. Uh, yeah. So I don't know whether they could do something with that. You know, an on-site old people's home at this theme park, maybe or something like that. Like, it's just live, Harrison Ford's yeah, in there. Just... Like ride the, uh, you know, live the Indiana Jones Five experience, which is just, you know. Harrison Obviously, Ford. there is the uh, hangar bar in Disney Springs. Yes, I've not been there yet. No, I don't think it's been open uh, last time I was there. No, it is open now. Uh, mm. The food's meant to be okay. Right. Um, but you go there for the named after the, the guy who, is, who gives him the plane ride out of the uh, opening of the first film. Yes, correct. So um, the, the story behind that is that he went with India with Indy to the Disney Springs to find some magical thing, uh, and he really liked it and decided that when he retired, he was going to settle down there. Oh, and set up a bar. Yeah, nice. Well, he sets up a hangar and you know starts serving drinks out oh, of the hangar. Okay. And, yeah, but yeah, they they need to get a bit more character into any sort of large Indiana Jones yes location. I think you know, and and find a home. I think for that uh, brilliantly dated indie uh, animatronic from the great movie ride with his wonderful hairpiece. That was uh, epic. It was. Yeah. They need to find a new home for him somewhere. Um, all right, cool. So it sounds like based on this, the rides are going to be. There's not necessarily going to be a new. You know, it sounds like they're going to bring stuff over. Um, uh, I mean, yeah. But before we move on, is there anything in particular you would like you put your creative hat on? Um, you know, what kind of thing would you come up with for this? I mean, cause I feel like that stunt show. I'm, I'm surprised. I know it takes up a lot of space, but I am sort of surprised that that would go because I do think that does. It gets you laughed get about. The indie experience. You get, it gets laughed about a lot these days. All oh, right. And it's it's not the idea that Hollywood Studios is turning into. So obviously, when MGM first opened, it was all it was a working studio, you know, had actual TV shows being filmed there. So the shows were sort of like, oh, we're going behind the scenes. Yeah. So you had the uh, the tram tour, you had the movie ride, we go through the movies, uh, the Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones stunt show, where it had the this is how we did this thing. Look, the boulder is weighs nothing. Mm. Um, so it's not really the style they're going for anymore. Mm. They want you know proper, more authentic. Uh, experiences where you're in the movies yeah Um, well yeah potentially a big project then but one that you'd imagine I mean beyond Star Wars is there anything officially announced for past that at MGM or is it all Uh, and past that Magic Kingdom that's sort of over the next four years yeah so you've got uh, they're opening up a new cars experience at MGM so you'd have to walk past Rock and Roller Coaster Okay. And there's a building after Rock and Roller Coaster where they're putting the cars experience. Right. That's just like a meet and greet with the cars. Right. Of course, by then it'll be the Rock and Roller Coaster with the Jonas Brothers. Yes. Let's not forget. Yeah. Um, 
Um, yeah, I watched Jumanji last night. And Nick, Nick, Nick Jonas was the in new there. one. Yeah. It's, it's good, doesn't it? It is good. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's potentially interesting. A, a new Indiana Jones experience at um, at MGM. So that was the Indiana Jones rumours from back in 2018. Uh, Obviously, as I said, none of that has come to pass and doesn't look like it's going to come to pass either. Um, Other than, obviously, this new artwork that we've seen for uh, replacing Dino Land USA at Animal Kingdom, uh, that's as far as we've got. Um, I think we're going to have to wait another five years to see if that uh, actually happens or not. It won't happen exactly how they've shown it so far, um, but I think an Encanto land slash Indiana Jones land in the Dino Land area of Animal Kingdom could be a big hitter if they do put it off. Um, yeah. Next up in our list of things that we were talking about back in 2018 was a bunch of universal patents, and this was before Hagrid was built, before Velocicoaster. Uh, and also before Super Nintendo World. Uh, since then, obviously, we've seen uh, a bike-like ride in the form of Hagrid, uh, an excellent roller coaster in the form of Velocicoaster, even though I haven't had a chance to ride it yet, uh, and also the AR-style Mario Kart ride at Super Nintendo World, which uh, a couple of those rides, obviously, leaning on some of these patents here that we discussed back then, uh, still no orbs from Jurassic World though so we're still waiting on those and I think that could be a cool ride if they manage to pull it off but it seemed like a tough one I think it's just something that they get. They got in the books at the time just so no one else could try and do it um, yeah so let's see what we had to say about some patents all the way back in 2018 Staying within Orlando, um, and speaking of like new rides, uh, Universal have filed, uh, it would appear, um, some interesting patents um, for new ride systems. Um, so we've got the report up here. Where, where are we sourcing this from? Universal.wdwinfo.com. Yep. That stands for Walt Disney World Info. It does, yeah. Um, so looking at these, I mean, just purely from looking at these um, visuals, um, and if you've not seen them, I, I recommend giving it a Google here because they look kind of amazing, like unlike anything I've seen at a theme park in real life, at least. Because one of them, Josh, as the article points out, does resemble the gyrospheres in Jurassic World. It does. Hmm. And, and the Jurassic World too. Yes. Uh, hopefully like the kids don't come included. Yes. Yeah. I won't go on that ride if they do. Yeah. Although if Chris Pratt's there. Well, yeah, I guess that would be all right. But um, yeah, I mean... I mean, you look at those gyrospheres. The, the obvious, uh, the obvious conclusion, perhaps, to draw there is a new Jurassic Park ride yeah. based on the newer films. Um, but of course, the you know the, the the not spanner in the works, but I guess the curveball to this is that we don't necessarily have to. Well, the, one, this isn't necessarily specific to Orlando. No, but if it, what let's assume it is for now. This, of course, doesn't necessarily have to form part of what's already there. This could be part of this 
uh, new park that they are uh, strongly rumoured to be working on. Yeah, some people have argued that they've already broken ground on the new park. Ah. So yeah, is Spielberg finally going to get the entire Jurassic World park that he's always wanted? Oh, we get actual dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> What's your take on this? Because I suppose as 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 great as um, a lot of the new rides have been over the last few years and the ones that are to come, I don't necessarily know if there have been as big of a leap forward in terms of like a ride systems as these things here look like they could be. You know, yeah. I mean, the Harry Potter, the first Harry Potter ride I guess was quite unique in terms of its ride system but in terms of a lot of the other stuff we've seen it's you know lots of roller coasters obviously ones that are now more heavily themed and whatnot but definitely things we've seen before whereas these are you know very unique looking. I think the interesting thing for me with all three of these that we're seeing here uh, they're all wearing VR goggles by the looks of things. Mm. Uh, Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about that. No I'm not Really into that idea. So, uh, I don't know if you know SeaWorld, uh, the Kraken ride. Yeah. They added VR, rebranded themselves as Kraken Unleashed. Uh-huh. Uh, and then they've since removed the VR because oh, right. it didn't work properly. In what way? It, it... Uh, so, it kept going out of sync. Um, and you, like you ha- it slows down loading times. Yeah. Because you have to go in, clean them all. Um, oh, yeah. Because everyone everyone's going to be really sweaty. Yeah. Um, they're, they're all not very nice. Obviously, you don't want anyone to get pink eye. No. Which is a big VR problem. People who've, who've like put their fake tan on that morning are yeah. going to end up with awful yeah. smears on their face. Yeah, and then the next person that puts it on gets orange rings around their eyes. Yeah, it's not a good look. No. So it'll be interesting to see what they do there. You know, they, this might actually just be 3D glasses. We don't. Yeah, it could be. So, no. Yeah, so one of them looks like a gyrosphere, as we said. The other one, I guess, could best be described. From here, at least, as I mean, you, I, I said a Star Wars speeder bike. You said more of like a Tron light cycle. Yeah. Um, and then the other one, I, d- I don't know. It looks like some sort of gym equipment. <laughs> yeah, I thought he looked like a Thunderbird. Sure. Yeah, that works. Like he's, you know, a Thunderbird jetpack. Yeah. For saving it's, people. It's, it's an interesting one. I mean, he's standing up. The the guy in this diagram. He's yeah. got sort of handlebars in front of him that are sort of coming off of this. Yeah, and he's got his his legs are locked in. His legs are locked in, his and then chest is locked in, and he's got shoulder straps as well. Shoulder straps that go down to what looks like uh, I don't know what the best way of describing that really is, but it, it, it's like a rectangular shaped. I assume it would be sort of padded. Um, Something that you're gonna like press against you. Yeah, it goes down from sort of his mid torso down to just below his pelvis, really. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's very, very secured in that, in whatever that is. Um, it's it's one heck of a contraption. It it certainly is. So the article that we're looking at here sort of speculates that they could be. I mean, like new motion simulated style attractions. Um, looks like they could sort of um, simulate stuff like flying or like horseback riding yeah. or bike riding. I mean, so if you stick the one where he's standing up, you could stick that on site, sort of like the arm that the Harry Potter ride is on. Yeah. And, that, and then you've got full motion there. Mm. So that's a kind of an interesting idea. I mean, just purely looking at that, that looks like it would take a significantly longer amount of time than most ride systems that exist now to actually just get people off and on. Yeah. I mean, because one, it's like, it's, it's an individual, like, it's one person in there. It's not like a row of four or whatever. Yeah. And it just, yeah, it looks complicated. I'd, I'd imagine you've got quite specific height requirements on, on that one as yeah, well. Can't yeah. be too tall, can't be too short. Yeah, indeed. Um, even even the sort of light cycle speed bike one, yeah. you've got what looks like a chest plate on mm. and a back plate. Yeah. Guessing that that 
all of these will have the potential to go upside down. Yeah, I mean the gyrosphere is one of the pictures there is is of it upside down because obviously it's, it's going to roll. Yeah, um, you would presume. I don't know. I mean that just looks like it would make you feel sick. Um, I, I guess, guess you're getting kicked around by a T Rex or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, my one my, my sort of what I would think of as that gyrosphere thing. I don't know if it would necessarily be on a track or almost like it would be in sort of. Uh, uh, yeah, sort of a more of a motion simulator environment where you've maybe got some sort of 360 degree screen around you, Ooh, yeah. 3D, and that they just sort of plonk a load of those into this big room with the screens around you, and it almost worked like yeah, the Simpsons ride, how yeah. all the cars are in exactly the same building. Like if you look up and around you, you can, can see, see them everyone all. Up, yeah. Which is really strange to me. Yeah. Um, and then everyone's just looking at the same screen. Um. I don't know if it would work in a way something like that, maybe, and then they're all sort of spinning and whatever independently of of one another, rather than like um, if anyone's been on the Ratatouille ride in Paris, where they're all on like a trackless system as well, but they're all sort of going in slightly different variant variations of the same direction. Yeah, they're all sort of dancing around each other, but all heading in the same. Yeah. Whereas these, I almost feel like, would be stationary and would just sort of rotate and spin, sort of create the illusion of movement. Yes, I think so. I don't know if that would maybe be how those. I'd imagine work. so. You know, again, they've got the headsets on, so if it's VR, mm. then that's you know. Yes, indeed. If it's VR, that would that would. I don't know. I mean, VR is going to be interesting, um, not just on, you know on a theme park level, but just in general. Like it's in a very sort of. It's difficult to know sort of what the main audience of VR is right now. It feels like everyone is still trying to work that out. And as we said, it's impossible to know exactly how or when these kind of things would come into play because obviously there's all this speculation about a third park. Zelda horseback riding. Oh, yes. Zelda horseback riding. That is a very good shout. Yeah, Zelda the, horseback riding. With the riding. Uh, room and Nintendo yeah. area or potentially part of this new park. Yeah. Curveball. Oh, E.T. remastered. Oh, actual bikes. Yes. <laughs> Need a pre-cue video. We absolutely do. Yeah. And there's got to be some Spielberg presence in there. Is that That's, is that a thing? Is that like an actual? It's always been a thing that a someone has. I've always said that. Mm. It's always people have always said that. So yeah. Bring back Jaws, that's what I say. Well, yeah, potentially interesting. I mean, and of course we should stress as well, not necessarily exclusive to Orlando, but yeah, uh, you know, Singapore. Singapore could do with some new stuff, from yeah. what I understand. There's, um, in fact, there's some interesting news coming out of Universal Singapore, which maybe we'll talk about um, one of the trip reports we have in the offing is Universal Singapore, um, where I've been in the not-too-distant past. Um, and there was some interesting um, uh, news out of Singapore that might you know, prove to be good news for, a, for Universal um, and a potential expansion there. <laughs> final piece of news that we discussed back in 2018 was about the Shamu show and how long it had left to run in Florida. Obviously, uh, Florida's SeaWorld, SeaWorld Orlando, has become a big proponent of roller coasters rather than uh, animal attractions. And Shamu, obviously one of its biggest animal attractions, and it's always a question of how long will this encounter last? Um Back when we recorded this episode, it was still running One Ocean, uh, which was this sort of weird thing where a kid grew up apparently into one of the uh, staff members that ran the show. Uh, but now we're running an Orca Encounter in Orlando as uh, San Diego was running. 
uh, at this time already, back in 2018 already. Um, again, I don't think this show is longed for this world. Eventually, they will have to replace it with um, a ride of some description. And it's a big old space that could be used for a, a decent-sized ride. Uh, but we shall see how that all goes. Um, yeah. Nothing has really changed in the, on that regard since 2018. Uh, so here is Tom and myself discussing it back then. SeaWorld, um, who are, I think over the last couple of years have definitely been sort of refocusing on rides rather than uh, their marine animals. Of course, ever since Blackfish came out, they've had to sort of reassess their strategy. Absolutely. Um, and... Um, but not quite in terms of like fully phasing out their marquee whale show. And I must say, I'm not 100% sure what that's even called now. Is that um, uh, it's changed a few One times. Ocean. It's still One Ocean. Yeah. Is this the one, is this the one about the kid who has the uh, the necklace with the... Yeah, and she grows up to be one of the trainers. trainers at SeaWorld. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm uh-huh. at whales in the wild and I've always dreamed of uh, riding on them in captivity. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that's uh, indeed true. But... Um, yeah, reports that uh, unlike SeaWorld San Diego, which has already ditched its yes. show, Orlando are going to cling on a bit longer. Well, SeaWorld San Diego's got more more of the local population that goes, right. whereas uh, Orlando has more of an international mm. uh, audience, so they want to see those shows still. Uh, you, you know, a lot of South American countries travel there to Orlando. You get a lot of them. In, uh, a lot of them go to Orlando and you go to Disney World and Universal and you want to see SeaWorld shows as well. Mm. Um, I remember way back, what, 98, seeing, what, it, was, it was called the Shamu Show back then. I was feel it just like, called the Shamu Show? I feel like it was. Mm. Uh, I might be wrong on that. I was five. Sure. But uh, I've always really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, I've always preferred the Dolphin Show, personally. I never um, did the Dolphin Show. You've never done the Dolphin I, Show? No, tell a lie, I did the Dolphin Show... In the first time in '98, oh. um, back before, because my mum uh, did swimming with the dolphins, yeah, and you used to do that in the dolphin show tank, right? Uh, before Discovery Cove was a thing, huh? Yeah, but it's quite surprising, really. Uh, SeaWorld uh, just showcased their new uh, raft ride, yeah, which looks really cool. Uh huh. That's op- is that open now? Or? Um, if they've, they've had journalists there. Right. So... Well, I haven't been invited. Well, yeah, same. Uh, what the hell, SeaWorld? One day. But, yeah, um, I guess... I mean, there's not much else to say about it, really. I mean, they've replaced it at San Diego with, a, like, an educational show. Yeah. Presumably, that'll be what they do in Orlando eventually as well. Although, with, with Orlando gravitating far more towards rides, I guess, you know, there's potential for them to just say, screw this, we'll just build a ride here. Um, there's a lot of land there that yeah. you can build a decent ride in. But then I guess you know SeaWorld have really got to reposition themselves as right. How you know what's the reason to go to SeaWorld? It's rides, and that's not really a USP. No, um, it's Un- like unless you've got what, the, the most thrilling roller coasters. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I maintain that Manta is the best roller coaster I've ever been on. And it's real good. It's very good, yeah. and and it's. You know, even that's a bit. It's fairly old now, and no yeah. one else has really done anything like that. Uh, was it make make you um, in Orlando? It's meant to be really good. Mm. Yeah, that one is also good. It's phenomenally smooth. It's almost like 
it almost feels wrong how smooth it is. Like this doesn't, yeah, it's, it's strange. But I mean, I think this is a top, you know, this is a potential topic of the week at some point to SeaWorld and how they're going to sort of, you know, what the future looks like for them. But um, it seems like it's going to be shamu-less. Back when we started this podcast in 2018, we also had a little section called Club Topicana, where we took a topic that was a bit more longer running than just a weekly news article uh, and discussed it in a bit more depth so we could cover a lot of more of what's been going on in the past, what might happen in the future and what's currently going on. And as happened then, as happened five years before then, as happens now, uh, the thing rears its ugly head. And when I say the thing, obviously I mean the London Resort, aka uh, Spider Alley. We were talking about it then. We talked, you know, and we kept bringing it up for five years, and here we are doing it once again for all of you lucky, lucky people. As we know, that kind of fell through in the end. The uh, planning didn't really go through, so they reckon they're going to come back with a new thing, but that hasn't happened. I'm pretty sure that was meant to have happened by now as well. Uh, so who knows where this goes? Py Jabot has obviously pulled out, so it's all. A bit of a mess. Uh, Fundamentally, it won't be happening. And We even mentioned it back then in 2018, uh, as we did on a previous uh, non-theme park-related show back in 2015. So it's it's one of those things that just keeps going, and yet it it will never happen. It's it's one of those long-running, never-going-to-happen things. So here we are, back in Club Topicana. Welcome back. We are here at Club Topicana, Josh. Drinks are free. Drinks are free at Club Topicana, but of course no alcohol allowed in most theme parks. So uh, well, yeah. we're sticking it with a Pepsi Max and a black coffee. Um, but this is where we're going to sort of take a topic for the week and just talk about it, really. It doesn't necessarily have to be something that's on the theme park news agenda. This kind of is, but it's not necessarily something that's going to make headlines outside of Kent Online. Oh, um, what a bastion of... Of news. of news, indeed it is. Um, so, Josh, I mean, believe it or not, as um, a theme park based in somewhere, potentially a lot of people won't have heard of who are into theme parks, North Kent. North Kent. Getting even more specific, the Swanscombe Peninsula. Um, but it could, well, it should already be home to a quote-unquote world-class theme park and resort. It isn't. No, yeah. <laughs> it remains to be seen whether it ever will be, although the... Uh, Bosses behind the London Resort, formerly known as Paramount Park, insist that one day it will be home to such a theme park. Um, there was a, some news about a week ago, as of recording, that um, uh, Kelt Bray, a construction and engineering company, um, had announced that they were going to invest um, about £25 million into the London Resort, which, I mean, if you're not familiar, and um, quite frankly, we don't blame you if you aren't, or perhaps you were at some point and have now forgotten about it because it's been so long. This has been in the offing for, I don't know, like 80 years at this point. It feels um, like can it. You, can you remember exactly when we might have first heard about this? Was it before London 2012? I can't remember. Like, it, it must have been around that sort of time. Yeah, right? I, feel I think like it might have been after, it was maybe, on the back of that. Yeah, I think you're right. But, I mean, originally this was going to be called Paramount Park. Park. It was going to be a theme park primarily based on Paramount properties yeah. that would also leverage, you know, British IP like 
BBC stuff, Doctor Who, Aldman stuff like Wallace and Gromit. Yeah. Potentially they'd sign deals with others as well. And it was going to be this thing park on, as we said, the Swanscombe Peninsula, but it would be called Paramount Park London in much the same way as... Um, Stansted Dis- Airport's called London Stansted. Yeah, or Disneyland Paris is called Disneyland Paris when actually it's about 40 minutes away. Yeah. This is much the same. This would be about 40 minutes from London, potentially less if you were, depending on how you were getting there. But it's been uh, fraught with difficulties ever since then. Countless delays. As we said, it should have been open by now. There's no real sign of it opening anytime soon. They haven't even submitted a planning application. I- I'm surprised it's not a housing estate by now. Well, I mean, I'm quite shocked as well. And I mean, I'm, I'm someone who, you know, isn't quite as cynical about this as a lot of locals seem to be, which is, you know, the roads aren't up to it. Bloody, bloody, blah. And I kind of agree with that. But. I also just think it would be neat to have something like this in North yeah. Kent, you know, get more people in and spending money and create more jobs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But that's not necessarily why we want to talk about it. I mean, we just kind of want to talk a little bit about what's up with it, like what's going on. So, you know, as we know, it's not paramount anymore, and that's been the case for I feel like maybe even eighteen months. So yeah, eighteen months, two years. It's, yeah. it's been, I think, longer than it feels, and. Um, yeah, uh, just kind of. Do you see this happening? I guess is the <laughs> first question here because oh. they now they're saying planning permission or planning application will go in in twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Um, so let's say best case scenario that does that does happen and it is approved fairly uh, quickly. Um, this might be unrealistic, but let's say planning application goes in twenty nineteen is approved that same year. Still probably going to be four years away. Yeah, um, I, I think we're talking 2025 at the earliest. Yeah, and by that time it would have been almost, what, I don't know, let's say 13 years since it was first mooted. I think, if we're being honest, it's probably not going to happen at this point. What do you think? I think you might be right, Tom, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, Are I'm, you on board? I'm on board with it. I want to do it. I yeah. want it. Yeah. I want it. You want a job there. Let's not, let's well, yeah, let's right. be fair, yeah. But like, so we've got Screamscape open. Yeah. Uh, if you're looking at, you know, the timings of the news articles about the London Resort. Yeah. So, uh, 2017, December. Yeah. And then there's a seven-month gap to the like the next news article. Right. On the 25th of July this year. Yeah. And then when you get two articles, and there's nothing until, as we were recording this two days ago, on the 31st of the 10th. Right. Uh, 31st of October. So, that, that sort of sums up how... Well, this mm. is going. Yeah, indeed. I mean, looking back on that news drop from December 2017, um, the, the London Resort, that, that was, I think, the last delay um, in terms of the unveiling of sort of... Because, I, mean, I mean, it sums it up to me. So, I mean, I mentioned Kent Online earlier, which is um, you know, a local news source here. Um, and I think uh, a story that they did run about this £25 million funding, which... It's not a lot of money in the grand scheme. Let's make that clear. Yeah. Um, they were using, in terms of pictures, to just break up the text, they were just using old concept art from the original yeah. unveiling. And, you know, that's not them being lazy. That is purely a fact of that's What's all available. there is. Yeah. Like, that's all they can really show in terms of... This is what the part was going to look like um, when they first announced it. And... Um, we're still waiting to see how that has changed. It looked cool. It does. Uh, those, you know, concept art looks really cool. Yeah, most definitely. And 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 I think they've already kind of scaled it back because that original plan was like it's going to have hotels and, and, well, and kind of like a 
yeah. for lack of a better way of phrasing it, almost like a Disney Springs type area where you're going to have you know something that was purely restaurants and. I mean, you say that, but you know, entertainment. So the July one of the July news articles says that there will be two different gates, which means two different parts. Huh. You know, your, your Universal Studios and your Islands of Adventure, your Disneyland Paris and your Walt Disney Studios. Yeah. Etc. Uh, Etc. Et which is uh, quite big. Yeah. Straight off the bat. Yeah. To go, if that's true, uh, who knows? Uh, same, you know, the next day in July, Doctor Who IP, mm. uh, in sort of a throwaway comment, yeah. that Doctor Who was going to be involved. I mean, 2023 is still the year that they are mooting as an opening date, which is absurd. I mean, I guess that's, if you if they somehow break ground in 2019, yeah. that's four years. Yeah. Which is, it's not, like if they manage to break ground in 2019, it's feasible that their plan is 2023. Right. They won't make it. No. And I can guarantee that. Yeah. In much like all of them, I think every project in yeah. the UK. I mean, and but like for anyone outside the, the UK, like UK notorious for taking forever over big infrastructure projects. And the big parks have Great always projects. struggled. Mm. You know, uh, Disneyland Paris was a struggle. Uh, Shanghai was a struggle. Yeah. So you know, even Disney's struggling to get stuff on time. Yeah. You're gonna a new guy isn't necessarily gonna be able to walk straight in and. Hey, we'll just have two gates open in four years. Mm. And what kind of what form do you think this is going to take if it does come to fruition? I mean, obviously, you know, you could spin it as, oh, now we're detached from Paramount. There's way more scope to go out and sign individual deals. There's more, perhaps, potential for 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 variety. I mean, I may be simplifying this hugely, but I've always kind of wondered why someone like Universal doesn't come in and try and make a deal out of this because they don't have a presence in Europe at all. Um, and it's kind of the only part of the world that they don't. Um, Disney do. Yeah. Um, and as well, I think we found out when we went to Disneyland Paris, you get plenty of Brits over there. So it's not purely locals. You get people who are more than willing to make what is a fairly short and easy journey yeah. for now um, <laughs> and, and go over there. Um, so, you know, a theme park on London's doorstep, of which there isn't one, really. No. Um, I mean, yeah. it's kind of a bit of a. Well, I mean, it's it's a it's more of a ball lake than you might expect to get to a decent theme park where where we live, which is well, you yes. know, kind of on the fringes of London. Thought Park is the easiest to get to. Yeah, of the um, good theme parks. I mean, I feel like this should there should be a real market and a real appetite for this. I mean, I hate to use the B word on a podcast Uh-oh. that's meant to be you know all fun and games, but 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 Brexit, Josh. Oh, I know, but Brexit. I mean, for a start, the uh, I feel like like the timeline on Brexit is very much going the same way as this theme park. It's like, no, honestly, we're gonna we're gonna get it done. It's fine. It's what? Like, yeah, but you're not though, are you? When this but, was a, someone's idea, yeah. You know, when this was first announced, Brexit wasn't even on the table. Well, exactly. This was like the doors are open to the UK. We've yeah. just done the Olympics. How brilliant was that? A fantastic celebration of Britain, whilst yeah. also being a sort of throwing your arms open there, to the there world. There was talks about Since trains from Berlin all the way into London. Wow. Since then, it's just, you know, we've gone into our shell, you know. And, and you have to imagine, I know this is all privately funded, so it's not like, oh, if the government is going to tighten the purse strings, that's not going to have an impact on this. But, I mean, you have to imagine that building something like this in London or just outside London is not as attractive a proposition now as it was five years ago. Well, yeah. Because people know. are going to have... 
if we uh, if we believe the reports about the potential direction of Brexit, less money in their pocket, less money to spend. You're going to be relying even more on people coming over from abroad. Yeah, it's going to be harder for them to get here, Indeed. in theory. Yeah, they'll be queuing ages to get into the country, then queuing ages to get into the well, onto the onto the A2, yeah. and then ages to get into the park, yeah. and ages to get onto the rides. Yeah. It's, it's an absolute nightmare. Dartford Tunnel will be shut. Dartford Tunnel will just be constantly shut. They could make a ride at the park themed around the Dartford Tunnel, don't you think? Just that, that's just the queue. I mean, is that the solution here? Do we just rebrand it like Brexit World? If they're struggling. <laughs> you could have a roller coaster that like goes up and down. There's a metaphor for the changing value of the pound. <laughs> Uh, it wouldn't ever go up very high, I guess, but there'd be lots of good steep drops. It starts be, high. Uh, you could have it's a small world, but like the vast majority of it is just empty because we've kicked all the foreigns out. Oh, <laughs> and it's just like ah. Uh, anyway, yeah. There was, and you know, uh, let's not talk about Brexit anymore. The last elections, last general elections. You know, yeah. Like, uh, the Lib Dems, which if you guys don't know, is a party in the UK. Right. Um, unlike my Cyrus's party in the USA. Well, yes, of course. More members of that party in the yes. USA. Uh, and one of their ideas... I vote for the Miley Cyrus party. Nothing to lose at this point. Well, she wanted true. to come over and yeah. say, hey, guys. Hell, why not? Yeah, I'd do it. They, I mean, they had a... It was like a streetcar. I mean, the Tories are uh, using oh, their man. own wrecking ball. Uh, oh, am I right? Uh, uh, so, what's another one? Uh, anyway. Local Lib Dems yeah. in the Dartford area. This is getting very niche. Yeah, I know. But it was kind of cool. Is so this the tram? You're the tram. The streetcar that's going to have a tunnel through from Lexside to... Which is a shopping centre. Yes. In Essex. Yeah, which is on the other side of the... So Essex is north of the Thames. Um, this park is going to be on the south side. Yeah, and then uh, also a link to Bluewater as well. So they all be linked and you could like potentially not even go through the Dartford Crossing. You could stop and park in Thurrock mm. and then just get the streetcar over. Yeah. Which would be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, look, I mean, look. Let's not talk about it for too much longer in terms, specifically this tram thing. But um, uh, as a as a reporter formerly of this parish, um, yeah, uh, sort of was given a fairly good insight into what that tram project might look like, and it does on paper sound kind of ideal, not just for you know the local community, but to get all over the place. But specifically for this theme park, it sounds like something that they, you know, the people behind this theme park would probably look favourably on a transport project of that type. But as it stands right now, there's no doubt that sort of the transport links around this place are brilliant. They're, they're on paper, fine. There's like the road network, the just trains, one. the high-speed lines and everything like that. There's plenty of ways to get to this part of the world, but they're very heavily used already. It's very easy for it all to come to a, uh, a screeching halt. And I guess that is... When you talk to cynical locals about this project, that's kind of what they always point to. It's the roads are bad enough as it is, yeah. you know. And you look at, again, you, you look to Orlando as a reference point because one of my favourite, <laughs> again, this is getting very niche, but one of my favourite quotes I ever took from the leader of Dartford Council, Dartford being one of the local towns to where this park's going to be, is that he, um, this, would, this would have been about two years ago, but he, maybe even three, but he was talking as a Disney, uh, Dartford could almost become like the Kissimmee of Kent. Oh. It's like on the doorstep. It's like this community on the doorstep of these wonderful theme parks that very much can thrive because of these theme parks. Has he been to Kissimmee? I don't know because there's a real, you know, stark difference between you know you got Disney, yeah, and then you got the bad part of Kissimmee. Well, I always say you know if you're within the purple lampposts, that's you're safe, you're fine. You know, nothing yeah. evil will befall you. And there. then you got the, the 
the was it the one nine two? Sure. Which is uh, if you've seen the Florida Project film, mm. sums up what that road is like. Right. Um, can be quite rough. Uh, and then obviously you've got the villas, which are a part you know the other side of that. It was all quite nice. Well, I mean, maybe he maybe he is well aware that there are parts of Kissimmee that are rough, and, and frankly, yeah. there are parts of Dartford that yeah, are rough. Dartford, so maybe he was Gravesend, not you know, nail on the head there. Yeah. Um, you know, we just need to erect our own version of the purple lamppost and mm. be like, this part of Dartford's fine. Purple lampposts in West Dartford. Uh, rest of the place is uh, no purple lamppost. As long as we get a big shop with a massive wizard on the front of it, exactly. I'm all for it. Indeed, indeed. Um, but yeah, I mean. As I said, we're getting a bit niche with this, I suppose. But I, I guess we could we can sw- switch it back again. Yeah, sure. Go back to the park. Yeah. So obviously you mentioned Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, there's other talks of uh, Top Gear being involved. Right. What do you think, ride wise? Where do we go with Doctor Who, Top Gear? Doctor Who. I mean, kind of the the the, the potential for a Doctor Who ride is kind of limitless. You know, I mean, that it's... show can very much go anywhere, and you'd imagine like you, some sort of motion simulator. I guess is the easy answer for just about any any sort of thing part ride that's based on an on an IP at this point. Um, yeah, I'm I'm thinking, and I think that kind of stuff. There, there's almost more of a market for that here because you look at places like Thorpe Park and Alton Towers, and people go there really for the roller coasters, yep. and they are great. But, you know, stuff like Doctor Who and any other IP they might be able to get on board does open the door for sort of more ride-the-movie type experiences yeah. that um, that those other parts don't have. Hogwarts style could be quite cool. Because mm-hmm. then you sort of, you can have multiple people going around with the Doctor. Yeah. Uh, swap out the Doctor every time would be sweet. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Or, you know, see how many doctors you could get on board. Could you get, like, a few of them to come oh, back yeah. to their, like, you know, you go, you could have, like, four different sort of variants of the ride going on. If you could get, like, uh, Whitaker, Capaldi, Tennant and Smith yeah. to come back and each do an, their own really version cool. of it and, like, you know, come with me. And, and you've got um, uh, uh, the guy, guy who played Filch. Oh yeah, who, uh, David then, Bradley is it? Who the, yeah, because he played the first Doctor. Yes, he did. That'd be really cool. Yeah. If, you, if you got someone like him on board to redo that yeah. sort of part. Uh, because of course, when this was Paramount, you could obviously rattle off stuff like Mission Impossible and Star Trek as potential um, yeah. properties. Now that's a little more uncertain. So you're kind of having to speculate a little bit more, like whether. You know, do, do the people behind this park do? Are they going to go out and sign loads of individual deals, or are they going to go and try and f- secure a, even, a an agreement similar to what they had with Paramount with somebody else? Even Top Gear was different. Well, yeah, when it was first announced, yeah, you had the three buffoons. Yeah, now you've got. Um, well, now you've got. You're going to have uh, Freddie Flintoff and Paddy Paddy McGuinness and Chris. Yeah, not sure still. it quite has the same appeal. I don't know how. No, Top Gear's been getting on. Um, you know, the Ardman stuff, I think there's plenty of potential there for... I mean, one thing I would say... Like an Ardman... Yeah. Um, Hanna-Barbera ride. Yeah? Yeah. That would or be Or Jimmy good. Neutron. Yeah. Well, some, like a grand day out, that would make yeah. a good you know, thing. Or or a train ride with the penguin, yeah. like the tracks being built in front of that'd you as you really go along. Cool. Um, that would be neat. So, yeah, I mean, there's still potential for this, but let's be frank, it's never happening. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. But then, so I don't know what else you do. Like no. if, if so, that obviously they're the two big marquee names: Top Gear, Doctor Who. Whereas, like Sherlock, you can't really do. No. Uh, wh- wh- where else do you go in terms of like British? Yeah. Things. Uh, EastEnders. <laughs> EastEnders. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, if you could, you could have an area that was recreated uh, Albert Square. You could do, I guess, but that would have absolutely no play to anyone outside England, would it? No, you, uh, I, I don't know. You could no. have a, you'd have an old English pub in there. Yeah, I um, guess you'd have a little like grassy area where you could eat food. Yeah. Um, I mean, Harry Potter is the obvious thing, isn't it? But it's, yeah, what, it's, it's what exactly the deal is with that in terms of is it is it exclusively for use by Universal? There's no Universal Europe, as we've no, already mentioned. I mean, mentioned. that's why I was like, would Universal be interested in sort of taking the reins on this? Or at least, or, or at least part. Or could the London Resort say to Universal, hey, do you want a slice of this pie? Because you have to imagine, I mean, from what I understand, like J.K. Rowling has been fairly well involved with what's happened, you know, the, the Harry Potter stuff in other parts of the world. Yeah. I mean, well, I think certainly that initially, I think having seen what a good job they did with the first Harry Potter land in Orlando, she's probably been far more comfortable to just be like, yeah, guys, if it's going to be like this everywhere, I think, I think go she's, right she's ahead. been a stickler. Mm. Oh, right. Yeah. But you'd have to imagine she'd love, I mean, because that Harry Potter tour thing, uh, the Warner Brothers, by, yeah. I, I'd love to do that, but it's booked in advance like, men, like crazy. Yeah. So the appetite for Harry Potter is huge still. Yeah. And certainly here. And people go and see that show that you have to watch two shows to yeah. watch. So you have to think that that's got to be part of this, really. Uh, somehow. Yeah. James Bond, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you throw in there. I don't know how these days. No. There's a lot of potential for something like this. But I think, you know, value of the pound coaster is still my uh, favourite. That's your, your go to. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Sean Bean needs to be in there somehow. Sean Bean does probably need to be in there somehow. I agree. I mean, I, I, I'd love for this to happen, but I just can't see it at this point. I just feel like the opportune moment for it to happen has kind of been and gone. And it just feels like a lot of money is now has already been wasted and more and more is being wasted. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I just don't know. I mean, that 25 million quid, I don't know if there's any sort of specifics on what that is exactly gone towards or what but I mean I, I know one of the guys that's like meant to be bankrolling this owns one of the local football clubs obviously United and they've been having terrible financial problems lately and I don't suppose that's a particularly good sign but yeah agreements still in place with Armin and the BBC Worldwide well uh, 27,000 jobs that'd be good <laughs> it would what we're we saying here that, uh, you know company was involved in developments including the 2012 Olympic Park and venues Elf Court and Crossrail well, there we are, and then the crossrail still not open. So they have, yeah, um, they have they have expertise when it comes to uh, highly delayed projects yeah. that everyone's become extremely cynical about. So we'll have to wait and see how this goes, I guess. But uh, it doesn't, you know, it's it's hard to be particularly optimistic. But I'm sure we will return to this topic at some point. Fingers in, crossed in the future. Yeah, here's hoping for a news article next year. Yeah, maybe you know, six months down the line. Mm. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but that's going to do it, I guess, from Club Topicana. There you go. That was Club Topicana. And frankly, uh, five years down the line, I'm glad we no longer have to come back to the London Resort for any future news. That has been the whole of our first episode. Looked at, critiqued a little bit. It's been a good five years. I've very much enjoyed it. I know Tom's enjoyed it as well. Sometimes it's been trying, certainly in those lost years in the middle there during COVID, but what a five years it's been. Who could have thought that we'd be here five years later doing this podcast still and enjoying theme parks as much as we used to while doing it? Not me. Not me. But that is it. That is it for this episode. Thank you very much for listening. 
Uh, if you have any thoughts on these articles that we were talking about way back when, uh, or if you've got any thoughts on where we've been in the last five years, both podcasts and theme parks generally, uh, or where we might be in five years' time from now, then do let us know. You can hit us up uh, via the email address, podcast at parkrush.com, or on our socials. The best way to find those is to go to links.parkrush.com. I've been Josh. Thank you very much for listening. I hope to keep you listening long into the future. I'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.